0: Welcome to this week's episode of hashtag leadership what's on your mind remember we're a podcast to make you stop and think about your leadership journey and add value by speaking to amazing people with amazing stories and experts in their field so if you haven't already make sure you follow us on your podcast provider or follow us on the YouTube channel so today we are speaking to David how are you doing
1: hello I'm very well thank you and you
0: yeah, good, thank you. I'm so pleased to have you on. You, you hit a few of my um, interesting topics that you you have a lot of knowledge about. So, um, guys, there's a couple of things David's going to be sharing with us with his um, research and his sort of expertise in the fields of um, that you'll find out more about. I'm going to steal your thunder. So, David, as I hit the 20-minute timer, um, introduce yourself. Let the audience know who you are, what you do.
1: My name's David Florence. I am based near to Bath. And a few years ago, I had a bit of a wake-up call, and I call it my well. It was actually a literal bang to the head. Uh, but, but what was amazing about it, although it didn't feel like it at the time, um, <clears throat> what was amazing is that the very next day, it changed how I viewed myself and how I wanted to be, how I wanted to move through this world. Um, uh, it was all. I don't want to go into too much. I mean, the story is out there. I don't mind telling people the story, but just to keep it short, um, it did involve a lot of alcohol. It did involve me sitting by the side of the road at five o'clock in the morning. And it did involve a paramedic coming up to me and me not even realizing that the paramedic was here for me. And in fact, my question to the paramedic was, can I help? In other words, I thought he was lost. That was how my mind was working. <laughs> wow. And he took a photograph of my head. And obviously my head was covered in blood and I went, ah, okay, fine. I see what's going on. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, it just made me think, no, hang on a second. That's not how a husband and a father should act. Um, you know, e- even though it was, a, it was a silly mistake and it happens to everybody, it's not how I wanted to be. And it made me also realize that there were things in my life that I needed to improve partly to do with my own mental health and physical health, but also to do with my job. Um, and then, so anyway, from that, I, I, Dove straight into cold therapy. This was the winter time i had been watching videos on uh, YouTube about Wim Hof. This is back in 2017. Uh, and, and I thought, this is brilliant. This is what I need. I need the cold to shock me. I need it to wake me up from the state that I was in. And it did exactly that. Um, uh, and then I started getting into the breath work that goes hand in hand with the Wim Hof method. Um, and from there... It's been a bit of a roller coaster, really, as I've chronicled my journey on YouTube. The YouTube channel has gotten bigger and bigger. Um, and because I've continued a what I call my N equals one or N1 research program, uh, every day I'm seeking and finding new ways to enhance, further enhance my physical and mental health and it's a, lot, a lot of it is prompted by people offering suggestions on YouTube. Dave, have you thought about doing this? Have you heard about breatharianism, which is a thing? <laughs> it is a thing, we won't go into it now. Um, and so then I've become qualified in various different things, from breath work to something called flow and flow state uh, experiences, to NLP, to um, clinical hypnotherapy. And I now combine all of that knowledge and do online programs. I've got a A trauma program that's about to be released in about a month's time. So that's for people who've experienced trauma. And this is an online program to help them uh, deal with it and overcome the experience. Um, And then I do one-to-ones. And I've also just recently uh, entered the corporate space and I'm doing um, programs, short webinars that will help those in the corporate space deal with stress, anxiety. Give them tools to wake them up before a meeting. You know, there's a particular breath technique that I did just before here. Um, so there's loads of things that I know I can pass on that would be a great benefit to people in the corporate space. Because let's face it, right now everybody's suffering. You know, yeah. I, you know, we're all on this, as I call the anxietyometer. We're either down here and we can cope, and we've got tools that uh, allow us to deal with it or we're way over here and it's it's leading to chronic conditions so I think everybody needs natural tools like this to help calm what's going yeah. on up here
0: amazing yeah and I, I shared with you just before we jumped on as well the, the reason I've got you on is the same reason we had um the oh. sleep expert on because yeah. it's not that it's not directly linked to leadership but it is at the same yeah, time and um, so Let's start where we start with everybody and and, and cover these sort of leadership questions. Obviously, what hashtag leadership, what's on your mind. What comes to your mind when you hear the word leadership?
1: That a leader isn't just the person that has that title. And in fact, if they want to be an effective and efficient leader, they need to understand themselves more than anybody else before they can start imparting their knowledge onto others. That's one of the things I've learned as I've um, gone into a, a better understanding about how this works and how this works and, and started and I've been better able accepting who I am I've become better at um, passing on the knowledge that I've gained um, you know as a, I do now see myself as a leader because I've gained this knowledge and people are benefiting from it um, so yeah I think a leader is far much more than it ever was before it's not just about the fact that you've climbed the ladder and gained the title. If you want to be an effective leader where you have people trusting you and will follow you, you need to understand yourself. Yeah, um, amazing. I love that. So, so staying specifically
0: with you, we, it amazes me how far a lot of people go back on this question. But you specifically, where, where <laughs> do you think your leadership journey started? Whether it's a light bulb moment at the time or whether it was something you now reflect on that that was,
1: that was when it was. What, what? Where? How far do you go back? It's, it's a really good question. I've never been asked that question before, but it, I immediately think it is during my YouTube journey. When I started getting questions from people who saw me as the expert, I didn't think of myself as an expert, but they perceived because of the knowledge that I was passing out there that I was. And, and let's face it, whenever we talk about experts, what does that really mean? It just means, you know, more than somebody else. So um, that was it. And, and that's when I saw myself, um, uh, as a leader in the sense that people were seeking advice from me and they were enjoying the knowledge that I was giving them. And I still get that now on YouTube. You know, every day I'll get comments, questions, all about a whole variety of different topics. Some of them I can't answer. Um, uh, you know, a, a, most of them I can, but some of them I can't answer. And in which case, you know, I'll refer them or I'll just be honest and say, that's, that's not my bag. But. um, yeah. um
0: I love the fact that your, your journey is that, that evolution, that that, that's your journey that you've um, recorded. It's that lifelong learning, isn't it? That Mm. lifelong journey, which is really important. And really a lot of the guests we've had on the podcast It's when you actually hear about somebody's journey, it's really captivating Mm. and, and you don't realize how much that you can get from somebody just telling
1: their story. Yeah, because I think we all need inspiration. Um, and inspiration is often short-lived, so we can't, we can't be purely filled by that or fueled by it, obviously. Um, but I think, when I think about the amount of years that I spent doing a job that I didn't really like, I wasn't connected to it in a passionate way, and I also had a a limiting belief, a self-limiting belief that I wasn't capable of doing anything else, that I think there is there are lots of people out there like me back then. And I think it's helpful for them to hear stories from real people that have made um, a big change in their life, especially, you know, I'm, I was about to say uh, older than I actually am. I I will be 48 in December. Um, And I think, you know, when you think it was only 2017 that I started making significant changes, most people at that age will believe that that's it. Their career is as whatever it is that they do and that they can't possibly change it. But of course you can, um, and when you do, if you are able to link what you love with what you do. I mean, funnily enough, when when I ran a little recruitment company, our tagline was a Confucius statement. Um, Find a job you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. And I really believed it, but it was, you know, it, it helped because our company was called Zen Consulting, <laughs> but um, apart from that, you know, it, it, perhaps there was a bit of a disconnect there. Whereas now, not only do I believe it, but I live it. Yeah. I that, love what I do That's a big difference, now.
0: isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's a big driver for me as well, like being able to do, uh, you, you don't call it, I don't even like the tag work. <laughs> it, it's yeah. just, I mean, it's a passion, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, so, so it tells, I'm energy. really
0: interested. The, there's three things here. You've obviously got the the flow that you've mentioned and um, the breath work and then sort of like the bigger wellness piece. Mm. Um, we, we haven't got, an hour (laughs) to fill all this so can we start with the breath work because again we we joked in me about like five years ago ten years ago it would be Mm. yes i'm all right i'm i'm breathing in and out thank you very much Mm. um it's been on my radar because i've got swimming backgrounds i love anything to do with free diving or or breath holding but i've not gone into it as much as you have can you tell us in like layman's terms Mm. what that actually looks like regards to um the the results you can get how quickly can people start having an appreciation of it
1: Hmm.
0: is that okay to sort of share that with us yeah of course it is yeah
1: well as you know it's a subject matter i love talking about so um let's let's break it down then first of all most people aren't breathing properly um there are a lot of people that uh maybe just breathing with their mouth um the reason why they shouldn't do that by the way unless unless their nose is completely you know, unless they really can't breathe through it and therefore they have to breathe through their mouth. If their nose is working fairly well, they need to try and train it to use this. There's a reason why it's on your face. Um, when you breathe oxygen through your mouth, the oxygen doesn't know where to go. There isn't a receptor inside your, inside your head that tells the oxygen where to go. So if you imagine... We breathe in oxygen, we expel carbon dioxide. Previously, not so long ago, we used to believe that carbon dioxide was just a a toxic gas that we had to get rid of. We now understand it's far more than that. There's a huge and very important um, relationship between carbon dioxide and oxygen. Um, But again, keeping it simple, if you breathe through your nose, a number of functions occur by having this conch on your face. Um, It cools the air, first of all and and makes the air the correct temperature uh, it it helps to add a little bit of nitric oxide uh, to it which again helps because nitric oxide um uh has a number of benefits again we won't go into that at the moment i have to, i find it so difficult when, when i'm whittling this story down um, but also um it adds a level of viscosity to uh the air it provides um Uh, It strengthens the lungs when you breathe through this because it's a a narrower pathway. Um, uh, Obviously, you've got your hairs that filter out any particles that you don't want in your system. So this provides a a very important function, but most important of all, because there's a receptor that when the oxygen goes through the nose into the nasal cavity, there's a receptor there that says, ah, here's oxygen, um, and it, it allows that oxygen to get into the bloodstream where you need it. Um, once the oxygen is in the bloodstream uh, it can then with the relationship with carbon dioxide filter out into your tissues where you need it most so let's say you're breathing through your mouth and and you're doing that predominantly it's very likely that you might have muscle pain you might have other conditions and it's all because the oxygen isn't going uh, uh, into the tissues where you need it so there is a an incredible relationship, just with breath alone, as to how well you are, as in how healthy and happy you feel, just by the breath. And in fact, what we now know is so. So there's a relationship between breath and the gut, for example. So for cells to break down food, they need oxygen. So if you're not breathing correctly, then the cells aren't breaking down food. That causes an issue in the gut. That leads to um, you know other conditions that uh you know a western medically trained doctor for example might not necessarily associate that and just try to heal the problem in the gut whereas if they were able to improve the the person's breathing for example that might alone deal with the the issue so there's so many wonderful things you can do with just getting this bit right the other and thing again, is, is that just the case sorry, of
0: people people can improve that by just reminding themselves it is a technique by just saying like right, am yeah, i breathing a self-awareness piece of am i breathing through my nose is that how simple it could be that you could have actually some yep. recognizable benefits from that
1: yep uh, mouth taping at night would be another amazing benefit i still do it yeah i've got some of my ex-colleagues uh,
0: i've not tried it but um, yeah
1: <laughs> the only thing i would say is um don't hermetically seal the mouth because you're going to wake up as I did when I first tried that, and you're going to think somebody's trying to suffocate you. So what, what, what you want to do is just get a strip, uh, and you can get this microbial uh, medical strip tape, yeah. and you just put it over there, just a little strip, and that's enough. Yeah. Um, and that will just trick the body and brain. It's like a, a lot of the stuff that I deal with and talk about are hacks, um, because it's a, it's a good way of describing it. You can hack the brain and body to do what it's meant to do, just with a little bit of assistance. Um, so yeah, so you can obviously start to focus on that. What I would teach though, is if you start focusing on breathing through your nose at the same time, that would bring even greater reward would be to start to breathe with your belly. And that means when you breathe in your stomach goes out, it's going to feel weird at first because you're going to think, hang I mean, it's surely when I go in, the stomach should go in. Sorry. When I breathe in the stomach should go in, but that's not the case. You want your stomach to move out when you breathe in and that's right at the root. So in in yogic terms, they call that the root chakra, but we don't have to talk in those terms. We can just simply mean the base of your belly underneath your belly button. (laughs) And then you breathe from there, stomach goes out, and then you focus on your diaphragm moving, expanding out. And then the final bit of the breath is at the top. So for a lot of people that breathe incorrectly, they're just breathing in the chest. And let's say they're feeling stressed and, and, They breathe right at the top here. So if you imagine, that means if you've got these big lungs, all they're doing is just inhaling, exhaling right at the top of the lungs. They're not getting a big lungful. So if they're stressed or anxious, they're exacerbating the condition simply by breathing improperly because they're not getting enough air. So it's causing them to breathe quickly um, because they're just, you know, sort of um, inhaling, exhaling at the top of their lung. And that faster um, inhale, exhale, Will make their situation worse. They're going to feel more stressed. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, there's
0: there's
1: uh, lots. I love that. And
0: you know, I'm I'm laughing here because I'm conscious of my breathing throughout the whole of this (laughs) episode. (laughs) I hope probably the audience are thinking, yeah, they're probably going along with it as you're saying this because I'm I am Um, amazing. And again, you can, like you said, it's more not accepted is a word but it's more known now isn't it about the power of yes in elite sports they go into a lot of breath work Mm. um but i think it's coming out into the sort of the bigger world of actually it can really make some really good benefits can we link that we've got like four minutes left so can we link that Mm. (laughs) i know this isn't a subject that can be fitted into four minutes however and let's try yeah Uh, (laughs) about the word just the word flow yeah because I like the word flow. Mm. I think it, it explains quite a few things of how we're looking at high performance, mm. how we're looking at how teams interact. It's, it's effortless. Mm. But what in your world, how do you define flow? Or how do you explain to people what flow is?
1: So there's two ways of uh, looking at flow. There's flow on one side where life is just going to plan. Everything is flowing. In other words, every the conversation you have with somebody is positive. You start to see opportunities around you. You realize that your body and mind are moving together. That's one way of describing flow. And then there's the other bit that I teach. Through various different practices, you can encourage flow state moments. Flow state moments are those heightened gamma brainwave-led moments that often people in the the sporting world experience. And it's where you have tunnel vision. Nothing will take you out of it. Um, you are so in flow; it feels like you you can turn down time. In other words, you you know, if you're in, on the rugby field, for example, you you are. And I've heard Johnny Wilkinson talk about this before, that it, he knew instinctively where the ball was going to go before his boot would. Kick, you know, if he was in that flow state moment, he knew where the ball was going to go. He also knew nobody could tackle him. He knew that he would be that much quicker and that he was able to slow down time. That's what it felt like, and that's what it feels like in flow states. Um, But you can experience flow states even when you're at the computer if certain um, elements occur that encourage that flow state moment. What are those elements? Well, there's quite a few. So in the sporting world, the reason why they experience it is, of course, because they have reached a level of expertise through hours and hours of training. Um, so uh, if you look at um, Chick Sentmihai, who's um, a famous psychologist and he uh, was able to map out flow, it's all to do with your uh, with the level of challenge and your level of expertise that there is a point at which they can both meet and that's where you're likely to experience flow because if if the challenge is too great, then it's very likely that if your expertise isn't there to match that challenge, then you'll give up or you'll get bored. If your expertise is too good and the challenge is not, you know, it's it's too easy, again, you're going to get bored. So you need to have just enough challenge that it is a challenge and just enough skill to be able to meet that challenge. And that's how you can self-create it. On top of that, through research with those at the Flow Global Initiative, one of the things that I coach, um, is that it all comes down to various different things around developing a flow personality through environmental uh reasons to cognitive um um, uh cognitive practices to uh, vagal practices to do with your breath so there's a number of things that you can now do that we've figured out that will encourage those flow state moments and they're not necessarily the things that those in the sporting world would have done it's just that through research we've been able to understand how you can hack it and create it yourself amazing
0: so can i just
1: put a final sort
0: of thought your way so one of my identifying factors I saw when I was outside the military in the corporate world for a, a little bit of time was the, and I shared this with you before we jumped on, that busy being busy, mm. and burning the candle at both ends or the candles yep. just ignited. Yep. Um, what would be a couple of things that you'd encourage people to to do? Just uh, simple things. Obviously, we've got the breath thing. Um, what can somebody do that's sat at, a desk or they're sat at home with the the current climate what can they do that's going to give them a little bit of change for them to go I see that that's that's a positive
1: thing there's loads of things you can do and also I should add and I was having this conversation an amazing conversation with somebody just before this actually um that those that are peak performers those that are high achievers work blimmin hard and there's nothing wrong with that it's through determination commitment um uh, and discipline that will get you to those high levels However, if you do that without having a balance of, of other things that keep your body and mind in the right state, at some point you're going to get you're going to become ill. It happens to most if they don't look at the rest of their life. Um, however, let's say you are sat in, at home right now and you're in front of the computer and you're thinking, hang on a minute, I've been sat down for too long. You've got to remind yourself, Don't allow yourself to be sat down for more than 45 minutes, I think. Um, And what you can do, get yourself a little timer that goes off every 45 minutes to an hour. And that little timer will remind you to do something else that's in contrast to what you've been doing while sat on your ass. So it could be go and do some squats, go and do some push-ups. It could be just go for a walk in nature, slow it down, say 40% of your walking pace, slow it down, and then marry your breathing to the beats of your walking. Um, tap into your senses what can you see here feel Um, it could be that you just have five minutes to spare and you do a little breath work i've got loads on my youtube channel where you know short burst breath work that will encourage the oxygen and the blood flowing around your body that when you go back to work you're going to be far more efficient most people plow through force it and they get to a point of, of very low productivity and efficiency because they're forcing it when their brain is already turned off so you're far better off to remind yourself right it's been 45 minutes i know what i should do either chair yoga again there's some on my channel and there um i wouldn't encourage you doing that all day because it means you're still sat down but if you know you've got two hours of zoom do chair yoga if not there's a whole load of other things you can do get just you know encourage you know, see those spiral staircase there that becomes a monkey bar place for me i'm, I'm always on there pull uping, <laughs> climbing around on it
0: yeah amazing i love that because again it's just something isn't it and and I'll, we're going to put your youtube channel in, in the um comments below as well for people to go and check out subscribe and you'll say they're little trigger things aren't they little um every 45 minutes do something over yeah. nothing. because yeah. before we know it as we know busy being busy it comes the end of the day and nothing's happened yeah so, or nothing's been sort of your brain your brain hasn't been engaged to do something different so Dave, david i could speak to you all day and we're going to continue this conversation off this episode as well but and um, thank you so much for your time I really appreciate it thank yeah, you good so guys if you've enjoyed that make sure you um, let us know in the comments what did you get from that what have you been your experiences and um, thank you for subscribing and following us on your YouTube channel and your um, podcast provider this is the last episode of um, 2021 so we're going to have a, a break for December but we're going to be sending lots of highlights out we're going to be telling you who's coming up next year we're still recording we've got some amazing guests coming next year and um, thank you again for following and um, we'll stay in touch, David, and speak Absolutely. to you soon. Thanks, Stuart. Take care, guys. Bye.